Welcome everybody to a new episode of the podcast Self-Evolution Regardless, where today we will be talking about some of the most common traits between a cult and a narcissistic group of people, which includes narcissists as we know them, the main ones, as well as the helpers or enablers and the other people around like the golden child the flying monkey the peacemaker and the scapegoat and those usual roles as usual okay so now as you may have heard me just talk we'll be focusing on the common traits we can find between cult and a narcissistic family or wherever there is a group of people where abuse is involved whether it be emotional or verbal mental or even physical so let's talk about the characteristics of cults okay and cults are a very interesting um topic to talk about and it's something sorry just move my chair it's extremely important to highlight um how the cults behave and how they do things together because part of what's going on in there in those like weird types of small societies within the big societies is that there are a lot of things that are abnormal that are not you know going to with the nature of things how things are supposed to be and yet they do they happen and a lot of people are punished and a lot of people are excluded and uh there's just so much going on i think uh one of the most known cults in history would be the kkk um Klu Klux Klan um the Jehovah's Witness um and so many more actually I don't know that's my limited knowledge about it <laughs> to be honest but um there are so many examples to mention not, let alone those secret societies like the Illuminati the, Freem- the Freemasonry the Rush the Rothschilds um and so so many more involving satanism involving you know sacrifice involving uh talking about the apocalypse and the end of the world and just so many more uh and of course they are diverse in terms of objectives and goals and what kind of agenda they want to happen and what kind of um uh target uh, or people they want to target an audience they want to influence so it really depends on the different uh, agenda behind it all and different goals that they may have so I think there are a lot of common traits that are common between a cult and a narcissistic family and we will see why and even when, when I'm reading this this is from a legit website that's actually specializes in 
finding out about cults and talking about them, but also uh, to help those who survived the cults to basically uh, live a better life outside of the outside of the uh, quote unquote norm of the cults and to lead a better life, more peaceful, more tranquil. A more balanced life that we all deserve and that we should always, always seek self-evolution regardless of the abuse, right? So, this uh, article is entitled, is titled, Characteristics Associated with Cults and it's from cultresearch.org, okay? If you look at, if you look up this, if you look this website up or if you look up this website, (laughs) you'll see that they're very organized and they have legit information and this is their specialty so basically this is a tiny little uh oh wait actually we're gonna dive in straight in okay now the group displays excessively zealous and unquestioning or zealous and unquestioning commitment to its leader and between parentheses, whether he is alive or dead, okay, regards his beliefs, system, ideology, and practices as the truth, and with a capital T, and as law. So there is a leader, okay, so think of it as a pyramid, okay, and at the top of the pyramid, that's where the most elite will be at, okay. So these people are basically the leaders of this group, leaders of this cult, and whether it be this person alive or dead, they are going to submit to his or her beliefs and his or her laws as the ultimate truth with a capital with a capital T and the law with a capital L. Okay? And the the weird thing about this uh, belief is that it's unquestioning, undoubtful, certain, absolute belief and unquestionable kind of belief that is 100% even 1000% even infinity percent committed fully committed towards this leader again whether alive or dead okay and believing in his or her belief as ultimate truth or law second is questioning doubt and dissent are discouraged or even punished any type of questioning in regards to this kind of ideology um, or doubt or or just wondering or just for the sake of like wanting to know why things are happening this way and not the other way around and why does it feel kind of strange it's absolutely discouraged and punished and you will I don't know if you notice this, but in narcissistic families, this is also what happens. Anything that the leader will say, anything that the narcissistic parent will say, must be always the thing that must be followed at all times, and never questioned, never doubted. Because once you do, there's going to be a lot of rage, and there's going to be a lot of um, back and forth about it, and even triangulation, and we have, and we know how chaotic and messy that's going to be. And that's what they thrive off, okay? They thrive off of that mess, of that chaos that they create, and the drama, and the and the uh, the mess that's caused by all this. And when the everybody attacks the scapegoat, we all know how 
the scapegoat, the scapegoat gets all the blame and gets all the insults and gets all the assaults basically um because there are the people who usually will question what's going on and they will wonder uh if this if any of this is going to like um to be normal but it's absolutely not and so whether any type of questioning or doubting is going to be refused and rejected and even punishable okay and uh attacked this is going to foreshadow another idea that we're going to come back for in a minute. Number three, mind-altering. Okay, these are totally random. They're not, like, in an exclusive order, but just because I have them in bullet points, so I'd like to say numbers. So, so mind, so this is the third one. Mild, mind, sorry, my tongue is slipping. Mind-altering practices. Yeah, so these are like the uh, mind control practices, like the meditation, chanting, speaking in tongues, denunciation sessions, or debilitating work routines are used in excess, okay, and serve to suppress doubts about the group and its leader. Sort of like uh, exhausting you physically, like... Making sure your body is consumed to its core, where it's really, really exhausted to the point where you don't even have energy to think about the practices of this um, of this cult, of this tiny mini society. It's uh, control. It's absolute control. But then when they control your body, automatically your mind is going to be controlled because the mind and the body are always related. And so once they exhaust your body from working so hard uh, or hypnotizing your mind with these chants and meditation and um, denunciation sessions and all that, you're exhausted physically. So either way vice versa okay it's gonna hurt you and it's gonna exhaust you to the point where you don't even have energy to think about how things are working or why they are abnormal the way they are and you're just not gonna have the energy or the time to think about this the only thing that you're gonna want to do is sleep um next is the leadership dictates sometimes in great detail how members should think, act, and feel. Examples would be members must get permission to date, change jobs, or marry. Or leaders prescribe what to wear, where to live, where to have children, how to discipline children, and so forth. Literally a full list of things that they must do according to the leader because to the leader obviously this is not really like a, an ethical thing it's just for the interest of the leader that if you do this your leader will be proud of you they will encourage you they will support you but if you do anything otherwise you're going to be punished just like in the narcissistic family if you listen to your parents all the way if you're a good girl if you're a good boy you're going to get all the encouragement, all the support. You're going to get spoiled. You're going to be the golden child. You're going to be 
the brag in front of everyone. You're going to be the status, the privilege that holds this family on top of the world. But if you don't do it or disappoint them in any way, shape, or form, or if you don't reach the bar that's already set too high for you to even reach, uh, if you disappoint them any way or shape or form, if you, even if you don't do it intentionally, really, like your whole intention is not to ruin their reputation and how people look at them, but you're just being yourself. Sorry, um, I hate talking and burping, but I just fucking hate it so fucking bad. It just happens. Oh my god. Anyway, um, so... So when you're trying to be yourself and you're trying to do the things you love, because you do the things you love because that's your intention. You're not really focusing on how people look at you or how people look at your family. You're just trying to be yourself. And part of that is, a huge part of that would be to also satisfy your parents because your life is going to be spent trying to get that approval and that satisfaction from your parents. But if your parents, all they do is complain, all they do is moan and mourn over your quote-unquote failures your whole life because you never really quote-unquote succeeded according to their terms and if you did this and if you could do that and look at your cousin look at your sister look at your brother why aren't you like them why aren't you like this why aren't you like her why don't you do this why don't you do that and they constantly compare you to all these people they're not even appreciative of your own efforts then they tell you that they're they're not so obviously, but like very, very implicitly telling you that you are punished and you don't deserve the support and spoiling and all the shit that we provide for this person because they satisfied and never disappointed us, whereas you disappointed the fuck out of us. So you don't deserve any of that and you are not worthy of that. So you are eliminated, excluded ostracized all those words okay and this is the problem is that you know it dictates every single thing how it should be done you should be do this you should wear this you should eat this you should hang out with this go out this way get married this way have this number of children do this when to date when to dress when to eat when to wake up when to study when to work all of those lists and it's just uh, so debilitating and so condemning of your freedom, you know, and so many times they're not really mentioned like in a, in a, in, in like an obvious list of things like you should do this and this and this and this and like a, in like a sheet of paper with lists in it, but this is done very, very subtly. I don't know if it's an adverb subtly. Yeah, but it's done in a very subtle way where you're not like told specifically like you should do these things in this specific order, but you are constantly conditioned to to be trained to think in this black and white manner. And if you'd like to know more about cognitive distortions, I definitely recommend you listen to that episode because I go in depth with the 15 types of cognitive distortions, including the black and white thinking. And so they basically control every single bit of your life. And let me mention also, in terms of business, this is extremely common in the MLMs, multi 
level marketing companies those those fucking scamming companies that will pretend that they'll sell you products but all they're doing is they're telling you to hire people under you and to keep hiring and keep hiring so that you get more profit and you get more money the more people you hire like you're basically creating a pyramid for yourself in this pyramid that you're already in and it's just this generational and it's really oh god they they have this exact same thing as well they'll be told exactly who to hang out with where to go where to see what to use everything um where to live where to have children how to discipline children if and not if or not have children literally uh when to date everything just every single aspect of their life is controlled and of course that is because the leader wants that specific agenda it's not even up to you to decide next is that this group is elitist claiming a special exalted status for itself its leader or leaders and its members example the leader is considered the mission or a special being or even an avatar or the group and or the leader is a, on a special mission to save humanity and to save the universe basically what this point is trying to say is it's like a pyramid it's elitist so obviously this the shape that we're that we should be having in mind is a pyramid right and so again it's always back to the same loop the same thing which is that the leader is the special creature the special human being that's on a mission to save the uni- the universe because they're so special and they're so unique and they're so heroic and the members are as well those members who are still in this cult are heroes and they're going to save the humanity and they're going to follow the special mission of their leader elitist okay and they're going to save the world together whoever comes out of the cult is out of this uh mission and they're excluded and uh, ostracized and they're not special anymore they don't have a special mission anymore so <laughs> oh god i feel like i'm reading a, a fairy tale at this point <laughs> Um, but yeah, this is this is actually the sad thing is that the funny thing is that this is this feels like it's a fairy tale. The sad thing is that it's actually real. The scariest thing is that this is more real than ever. Even it's more common than we than we can ever think because so many people are not capable, or maybe they're not even courageous enough to talk about the stuff and expose it. Okay. And to spread awareness of how dangerous these cults are. But like, you know, just maybe they don't have the means. So really, really sad and scary, but true. And the next point is, next feature associated with cults is that the group has a polarized us versus them mentality, which may cause conflict with wider society. It's definitely... That's how they work, is the us versus them, it's the we versus you, it's the me versus you mentality. It's everything that I do against what you do. 
even even in the in the cult itself even when the leader is always punishing and just condes saying these condescending comments and advice to these people and again quote-unquote advice because it's not even advice in the first place um and so when they're constantly destroying their their members and they're always morally demoralizing their members and they're telling them they're never enough and they should be working harder and like i said the mlms constantly do this they're always behind the tail of the members chasing them around telling them that they should sell better that their products are uh they 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 should sell more that uh they should never give up that their mission is to spread uh, as much awareness of this product as possible and they're not doing enough and all that words and all those those condescending comments and quotes you know just to, to destroy and demoralize their people okay who are literally if you if you can imagine a wheel like a vehicle they are the wheels driving this vehicle and the weird thing is is that they're getting the most beating while the, the people at the top of this vehicle are living the best life and they are at the top riches of the rich okay um and again it's part of the agenda like the, this is the us versus you mentality um, everybody who says otherwise, like everybody who's against the um, goals and objectives and mission that we are thriving for is basically against humanity and it's us versus them and we're fighting them because they're trying to ruin us, they're trying to destroy us, we're trying to save humanity and again it's always the us versus them mentality works in the narcissistic family works in the narcissistic mlm type of business works in cults it's just everywhere okay even in a narcissistic family they'll tell you they're your parents if, if they're the main narcissist they'll tell you if you ever listen to that person be okay because one of the biggest fears of a narcissist is being exposed, okay? Or if someone sees their abuse for what it is. Because they always make sure that it has to be behind closed doors so that they're not exposed, right? So if a third person comes in and sees a part of their abuse going on, they're going to tell you, if you ever tell anybody about this, you're going to be the worst human being ever. You're, you better watch out for what you're doing. This is not healthy. This is dangerous. Are you crazy? Why are you doing this? Why are you telling this person this thing and this thing? Or um, if you if you go ahead and tell this person anything that we did to you like this, you're out of this family. You're going to be thrown out. And they threaten you with all of these really dangerous threats at, at times. Or they'll tell you you're crazy or they, they'll, they'll come up with this mental disease that you don't have that is part of their mission to to make themselves innocent uh in regards to the abuse that they made okay it's just to get themselves a a jail free ticket basically um 
always, always, it's always the us versus them mentality and way of thinking. So much so that if you listen to their bullshit enough times, long enough, and if you stay there long enough, you're gonna be conditioned to believe in that thing as well, unfortunately. And the longer you stay, the harder it will be for you to leave. I cannot emphasize this enough. Um, next point is that the leader is not accountable to any authorities, unlike, for example, teachers, military commanders, or ministers, priests, monks, and rabbits of mainstream domination denominations, okay? They're not accountable to any authorities. It's like whatever it is they, 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 that they do, oh my, my tongue keeps slipping, whatever thing that they keep doing to their members, whatever abusive act that they do to their members, whatever kind of control they're trying to assert and impose on their members is under the rug. It's always, always must be swept under the rug. Unseen, invisible, unnoticed, and definitely... They can get away with it easily. As long as nobody talks about the abuse, as long as nobody ex exposes their bullshit, as long as nobody, you know, dares to come out and have themselves, I don't know, I don't want to say sacrificed, but it's going to be in this context, unfortunately, because so many times when you, when you come out of the, of the closet, even if it's just not to say you're gay or lesbian or not specifically for, sexual orientation but if you come out of the closet exposing these people finally letting yourself some you know meet some light at the end of the tunnel okay when you're trying to let some light in into this dark cavern cavern okay you're gonna be again punished and ostracized and excluded because everything they do is always in under the dark or in the dark, okay? Swept under the rug, in the dark, you know, uh, blown up, forgotten about, invisible, and everything is done behind closed doors. And that's how they get away from authorities. That's how they get away from the great scrutiny of the greater people. And they have to. Of course, because if they are exposed, they're gonna be they're gonna go to jail, obviously. And so, what they have to do is protect their agenda, protect their uh, goals and laws with a capital L and truths with a couple with a, with a capital <laughs> God with a capital T. Okay. Next is the group teaches or implies that its supposedly exalted ends justify whatever means it deems necessary, whatever way possible, okay? This may result in members participating in behaviors or activities they would have considered reprehensible or unethical before joining the group, okay? Like lying to family or friends or collecting money for bogus uh, charities, etc. Yeah, so the thing is that when they condition you into believing 
stuff that is not normal and unethical before you join you join these cults the fact that they get into your mind and control your mind into thinking gradually little by little that this unethical supposedly unethical thing you're doing is now normalized is now something you should do it's now encouraged by this cult and that is also abusive okay next uh and definitely part of their mind control it's not letting you it's not allowing you to be yourself it's not allowing you to think for yourself it's the same for a narcissistic family the things that you're not you you think are obviously unethical you find them normal now like you find not having empathy for someone crying or for seeing someone crying like a child crying or just um screaming at someone for being angry okay you, you think okay well i'm outside the family so now i can see it as abnormal it's i see i'm seeing it from an outside perspective it's not normal but then it happens not just casually but all the time in a in, in an abusive family so now you're constantly seeing it it's a pattern and now it becomes normal for you unfortunately that's how our brains become after a long time of being exposed to the same pattern of behavior or actions it's just the way it is unfortunately and then it's normal that you don't have empathy for someone crying it's normal that you are lashing out at everybody you see it's normal that you only uh want people to buy you gifts and you don't buy anybody gifts because you're entitled now your entitlement is normal okay shit uh none of it is normal obviously but abuse makes you a totally different person unfortunately Next point is that the leadership induces feelings of shame or guilt in order to influence and control members. Often this is done through peer pressure and subtle forms of persuasion. And again, again, this is constant in narcissistic families. Always this image of shame, of guilt, of having to feel like you're not enough, that you are at the wrong most of the time if not all the time that you are doing stuff the wrong way that you are not appreciative that you're not grateful that you must always feel guilty because somebody has it worse than you woe is me i'm cry baby cry me river all that kind of stuff just to make sure that you are you stay longer than what you're expecting and so to make sure that you listen to their words, their precious laws and precious truths. And so that you stay and so that you don't have a word for yourself and that you're an internal member of this cult. Next is subservice, subservience to the leader our group requires members to cut ties with family and friends this is extremely dangerous 
and radically after the personal goals alter sorry the personal goals and activities they had before joining the group ultimately forget about everyone forget about everything you had forget about everything you wanted to achieve and you wanted to pursue before in your life you don't even have a life basically jo- by joining this cult you now have a life okay that's what they're telling you uh this usually happens in mlms okay uh you're anybody who opposes buying the product or anybody opposes being recruited as part of the pyramid scheme that they're after um you should cut them off like you should forget about them okay and anything you wanted to buy any any type of travel any type of trip you wanted to go to any type of thing you wanted to do activity or job or important thing you want to do for your life just forget about it because now your life must be dedicated to this mlm business your whole entire fucking life um and also narcissistic families what happens is that if you should ever contact anybody that sees abuse sees any type of abuse going on that you must cut them off and you must be isolated nobody should see you nobody should visit you you don't even you shouldn't even think about visiting any uh, any of them because again it's the us versus them mentality so you should work with the cultist with the elitist leader okay and any sort of activity that you have there that you will have or that you plan to have must be destroyed by the leader and their loyal members like the flying monkeys and the enablers um they'll destroy it by the language that they use against you the language is the strongest weapon i said it a thousand times and i'm gonna say it again language is the strongest weapon ever created okay and um you know it's so tough and it's so powerful that it gets to you because it really it's the, the power that the language has is that it's a deep 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 profound wound okay and it stays there for years i'm not kidding it's not it's not as short as a tiny little injury that you got from a physical beating okay because that gets healed quickly and then it's fine and it's just uh, a scar okay but that scar at least is healed but they're not as temporary as the words they're permanent okay the, the wounds that the words leave are permanent to the point where people commit suicide because of their own narcissistic families and then they claim that well they were depressed or that they were suffering from some sort of psychological or mental illness and they took their own life which is basically bullshit because if you look at the circumstances and environment that they were living in that's probably the reason why they took their own life but well to the narcissistic families doesn't fucking matter and yeah and and anything that you have like that 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 you wanted to achieve in your life any type of goal you wanted to pursue must be destroyed and must be eliminated because if anything if anything goes against the uh plan of the narcissist to keep you around if anything that is uh following your dreams and being your own self and independent and uh 
flying on your own, basically. Spreading your wings, flying with the wind and everything. Um, that's not going to be permitted by the leader. Especially if it's against their agenda and against um, the interest of the leader. Right. Now, next is the group is preoccupied with bringing in new members. It doesn't matter. Okay, so there is actually the supply that victims provide for the leader, for the abuser, and for their loyal members as well, because a lot of loyal members are potentially going to be, you know, leaders themselves. So the quality of the supply, okay, it does matter, because there is grade A supply. We know it. You know, once the, once the abuser loses it, they're losing their mind among, among, along with it. But if they also get terrible types of supply, they're going to add in more members. So now the quantity is more important than the quality. But anyway, they're going to have to bring in new members because, well, the system works and it's functional quote-unquote again, it's functional and it's uh, intergenerational and it's working and it's fine, you know, the world is fine. As long as you bring in new members, as long as you work in this MLM company and they keep telling you to hire more people under you uh, so that you can become a leader and practice your soft skills and all that bullshit, um, yeah, that's what they're preoccupied with. Another one is that the group is preoccupied with making money, especially in MLM. And also a narcissistic family because narcissists love money. They worship the money so much so to the point where anybody who asks for it, anybody who lacks it, anybody who just needs money so desperately in a narcissistic family, I mean... They're not going to get any of what the narcissist has. I'm talking about myself. And you might even be related to this. But speaking of which, I have so many fucking resources I can use and I can benefit from. And I can help so many people benefit from, from my tongue. I can help so many people benefit from those resources as much as I can help myself benefit from them as well. But wait... That's not possible in this real fucking world because guess what? The leader doesn't fucking allow it, okay? And I'm talking about my personal experience, let alone yours. And I hate to, 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 to be someone who lets you know that I have this shitty experience. And I hate also that you have this same experience as mine or similar, okay? We gotta get the fuck out of this, man. We gotta, we gotta, gotta get our shit together. Get the fuck out. But, um, yeah, one of the major goals of a leader, of a narcissistic leader, is to make money. And money is the all in all, basically. It's, it's the all in all everything that they strive for. <laughs> you know, um, but it's so weird because, you know, anybody wants to be wealthy, okay? And it's their rights. 
any anybody loves money. Everybody loves money. Okay, I'm not gonna be like uh, entitled here or just say because I personally love money as well. But that doesn't make me a toxic narcissist. The difference between a healthy narcissistic person, healthily narcissistic person, and a toxically narcissistic person, is that somebody somebody who is healthily narcissistic, they will think of themselves as well as other people around them they will think of the betterment and the best interests for themselves and for the people around them at the same time because making the world a better place doesn't revolve around you okay making the world a better place starts with you and then you're providing the good stuff for other selves that's why we're talking about myself and ourselves and themselves so we get, we're talking about a lot of people a lot of a lot of spirits a lot of selves you're gonna help yourself but you're also gonna help other selves around you and other people and other spirits and that's how making a, the world a better place uh works but it's different from a toxically narcissistic person because then okay we're talking about arrogance we're talking about entitlement we're talking about double standards with a narcissist we're talking about a preoccupation with with uh grandiose thoughts of themselves uh we're talking about um not being understood by anybody except unique and special people like them we're talking about exploitation and envy and uh what's the last one lack of empathy okay all of these all of these act in an extra, 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 extravagant is what I meant to say. Extravagant, yeah. Extravagant. Marvelous? Not really, but like enormous, huge, inflated ego that revolves around themselves only and provide only for themselves and... The, what's different about this type of narcissistic person than the healthily narcissistic person is they use people for themselves. They hire people to work for their own interest in their own best self. Own best self only. That's why you'll find the pyramid structure in a cult, in a narcissistic family, in an MLM business, anywhere in the world. That's why you'll find it because so many people are sick in this in this way. Okay, and they don't even bother getting medicated because their sickness works for them. It makes them quote unquote successful, but successful in a way that it's exploitative of others, that takes advantage of others and doesn't help others become or have better lives. That's the difference. I want to become wealthy as well. You want to become wealthy. Everybody wants to become wealthy. But it depends on how you do it. And what kind of ends. Okay. What kind of means that will justify the ends. But also the ends. The end matters. Right. But the means also matter. It's not It's not the same as to say. Whatever means you know the end justifies the means okay yes it does but 
The consequences matter. The result matters. What's going to happen matters. And if you want to become wealthy, if I want to become wealthy, if anybody of us wants to become wealthy, let's think about how to serve the world along with serving ourselves because that's how we can make the world a better place. Not just serve ourselves, okay? Because that's going to kill us before it kills anybody else, right? If anything is used in excess, it's going to kill you way sooner than expected, so part of philosophy i guess i don't know you could say right i hope i made sense next point is members are expected to devote inordinate amounts of time to the group and group related activities oh yeah um especially in terms of like commitment and staying on track and listening to every single word being said and abiding by the laws and abiding by the rules constantly and never getting out of them never questioning never doubting never wondering how things are going or why things are going in a certain way no uh you are always expected to spend as much time and as much energy devoting yourself to this cult or this group okay and this leader and like it it happened to me with my siblings until I blocked them and right now it's uh, basically low contact going uh, for me at least partly right now it's so gradual I don't want to I don't want to go ahead and like surprise them uh, I think the best thing is to be cunning okay I, I am not I'm not an angelic person I assume you're not either but at times you just you just say you know fuck it enough is enough okay at least i gotta do something to change the situation i was used to the point where like i said before i i think i already mentioned this before when in one of my episodes before is i forgot which title i'm sorry where i was supposed to medicate my own mother because they thought that she was bipolar and uh suffering from manic depression i mean she had you know, uh, a few of those symptoms, but I thought of the issue at a way deeper level. Uh, at a way deeper level than that, and this happened especially when they, when my siblings brought the uh, psychologist, no psychotherapist, into our house, pretending that she's gonna buy the house. And I think I already talked about this before, but I'm gonna, re- I'm gonna mention it one more time. It's okay. And so basically, what happened is, they put me in charge because, well, again, they're gone obviously so now i have to be in charge of this whole shitty matter and of course my dad was never around because he always had to go pray and you know how religious narcissists are so basically um i was always put in charge and i always had to be sneaky about it because they know one of the things i'm really good at is hiding stuff and being able to master hiding stuff because i've been doing it all my life basically because of the post-traumatic stress disorder that i have and it's because of the anxiety that i do have and everything that i buy anything that i get for myself must be hidden immediately otherwise i'll be you know facing the worst utmost utmost amount of rage and anger and even triangulation which would happen in that episode i talked about this stupid uh mistake and triangulation okay and crazy shit like that and they never really uh considered it from like a deep 
personality level like I did. They just thought it was... They only, like, attacked the symptoms. They didn't really attack the cause behind all this. And uh, so, basically, I was forcing my mom to be medicated. And there are, like, some sort of improvements in her mood. And I think she was more stable. But it didn't change at all. And it was only, like, for 30 days. But, like, the, the medicine only lasts us for 30 days. But are you seriously gonna, like, make me give her the medicine for the rest of her life? Because if 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 we were real here, we would give her the medicine for the rest of her life, right? And at least, at least she would know that she's taking the medicine. But no, of course not. It had to be sneaky. And nobody was around. So I was the only one doing this. And that was like one of the highest, one of the most triggering things for me that set me off and that, you know, just, just made me say like, fuck it, I've had enough, I don't want to deal with their shit anymore, I don't want to be spending my whole entire days, every single day, worrying about my mom, worrying about her situation, worrying about her sickness and all that fucking bullshit, because they all are fucking just using me around just to get her fucking shit together while she's an adult and she is not a baby anymore and so is my dad but but my dad is a pussy he's an enabler and he doesn't even give a flying fuck okay and that's the problem everybody is on their own and yet we're pretending that we're fucking united and this is the problem this is the fucking problem and then they tell you to devote your energy and mental energy and time to this to the better interest of the family when you're when the whole entire family is not even together, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, seriously. And the stupid shit that they tell you, and even when they ask me on the phone, how's mom doing? How's the problem on home? Is everything okay? Are you, t- are you, are you telling her anything that's driving her mad? Are you, are you being angry sometimes? Don't be, uh, don't be angry. Don't cry. Don't express your feelings around her. Be careful. Don't go this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Don't do that. What the fuck am I trying to do? I'm, and, and, and this is the thing. Um, I'm already walking on eggshells. But when they call to ask me how I'm doing, no, they're not calling me to ask me how I'm doing. They're calling me to tell, to ask me how the house is doing, how my mom's doing, how my dad's doing, how the atmosphere is going on, how the things be- between them are going. Like, I'm a, I'm a fucking psychologist around here? Am I a licensed psychologist that I didn't, that I didn't know? What the fuck? And worse yet, you should never disagree. You should never give any of your reasons as to why you should do that or why. Maybe maybe it's just reactive abuse. Maybe I'm just so tired of having to have having to keep walking on these eggshells every time and being careful of of setting up a spark of anger or anything that it just it kills me. And then I have to just lash out. Because I can't take it anymore because I keep walking on these eggshells and it's so fragile and my feet are hurting and I can't take it anymore and just lash out and I'm angry. It's part of being just a human for fuck's sake. But no, you're not allowed. You're supposed to be this ticking bomb, timing bomb, time bomb, whatever. And you're supposed to be patient with it. What the how the fuck am I supposed, how the fuck long am I supposed to be patient with it? And the worst problem with this, they keep showering me with gifts every single occasion that they get. 
Why? Because they're fucking rich. And why? Because it works for them. And why also? It works for them. And why also? 